However, I strongly believe in that resilience by redundancy principle. And if we manage to build that in a kind of complementary levels of cooperation within existing alliances, this might be the vision for the future. We're already successful in doing that in the air domain in the past. We took 30 years to build that. We don't have the time to build that for space. So I would suggest to go a parallel way like this, like in the air domain. Hey, Space Watchers, and welcome. This is Space Cafe Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. And this is a special episode. I am Thorsten Krinning, publisher at spacewatch.global. PSSI, the Prague Security Studies Institute, has the pleasure to present Space Cafe Radio, PSSI Space Security Miniseries, a radio series focused on allied preparedness to face the rapidly changing space domain. PSSI is a non-profit, non-government public policy organization founded in 2002 and based in Prague. In space, PSSI puts emphasis on emerging threats and available policy solutions. All the interviews in the PSSI Space Security Miniseries were conducted during the 6th PSSI Space Security Conference held in Prague at the Channing Palace, the headquarters of the Czech Ministry of Foreign Affairs from the 19th to the 21st of June 2022. The conference is part of the PSSI's well-established series of high-level trilateral space security conferences where for trilateral we mean Europe, US and Japan. The conference series launched in 2011 is designed to advance decision-making within the security domain among allies. They represent one of the highest level of unclassified gathering of military allies, national security experts and senior industry representatives. My guest on this second episode of the series is Major General Michael Trout, the Director of the National Air Operations and Commander at the German Space Command of the Bundeswehr. We spoke about the German Space Command and its political, military and civil role, but also about the effect of the current war on German and EU space capabilities. Enjoy our conversation. The German Space Command was created in July last year. So what is the operational status and what can you tell us about the current capacities and capabilities? Yeah, that's right. Our Space Command was established and inaugurated by our Minister of Defense last year in July. Fortunately, we didn't start from right zero because the Space Command is the next step of development uh, on top of our Space Situational Awareness Center, which we used to operate for more than 10 years already. The Space Situational Awareness Center is run in a cooperation with the German Civilian Space Center, the DLR, and there was a space flight agency. And this is the baseline of our capacities right now. We are in the process of developing space operations, so how to plan and operate in space and for space for the space domain, how to provide space support for other military operations, and last not least, how to operate satellites, how to operate space-based platforms. So these are more or less the four columns of the mission of the Space Command. We don't do that for ourselves and alone, obviously. We are a joint endeavor of the whole German armed forces. 
And much of that will be a coordination function between many different military services, predominantly our cyber and information service. I see. So, first of all, congratulations to the successful launch of SARA. I think that's a big milestone for you. You are one yeah. of the users or are you owning it? The ownership is a very complex in Germany. Thank you. I was very delighted on that successful launch. SARA is another milestone in German military space capabilities. So the user is actually our cyber and information service because SARA is a radar reconnaissance satellite, a very new technology. And the whole constellation will be up and running. Our cyber and information service will be make use of the results of the data of the products of the satellite system. So German Space Command is responsible for the safety and the security of that constellation. So actually we look after SARA as well as we are looking after all other German military satellites to keep them safe and secure. The obvious question these days is related to the Ukraine war and its consequences. So has that war any effect on the German space activities? First of all, we found that in conjunction or in relation with that war in the Ukraine, something happened with a certain internet provider. You can read it in the newspapers or in the respective internet fora. This KA SAT system operated by an American company was disturbed and this had an impact not only on internet users, satellite internet users in the Ukraine, but on about some thousands of wind turbine power plants in yeah, Germany yeah. And, and throughout Europe. And interestingly, this shows very clearly that the space domain is not only about flying satellites and operating satellites. You need to take control of the whole products. So space-based or space internet was the product of that system, of that satellite. And as we found out, that not the satellite itself was jammed or disturbed, but the modems on the ground were loaded with a kind of dysfunctional software. Mm. And this led to the problem that many of our wind turbine power plants in Germany offshore or in very rural areas couldn't be controlled anymore. So that somebody needed to go there and reset those modems physically, which is a problem if you need to go out to the North Sea or somewhere else. So this only depicts that the war, the campaign in the Ukraine has had an impact on us, and not only military-wise, but on space-based services in relation to Germany as well. And we closely monitor, of course, those activities. And secondly, of course, there are many lines of trying to support Ukraine in that, besides the obvious lines, delivering equipment, delivering arms and ammunitions. I think that delivering and supporting the Ukraine by information, it's a very crucial thing. Having good and dominant information helps to prevail in battle. And space has obviously a role in that in providing some good information, for instance, satellite imagery, for instance, some data on communications and all that stuff. So many people participate in those actions to support Ukraine. Let's focus a bit more on the German politics. Germany plans now to meet the 2% goal or as agreed with the NATO partners. Will space be counted in, such as you, you mentioned the Capacities and the satellites you fly are Salupe, Sara, Satcom, BB. Are these 
part of these 2%? It's, as always, again, it's complex in Germany. We do have a special budget now agreed by our parliament and our government of 100 billion euros. That's number one. And the 2% of GDP question is still in discussion at our political level. So it's for me too early to expand on that. But space will play a role in that uh, special budget as well. There will be some projects related to space which have the chance to be funded very quickly within those 100 billion euros. And of course, there are other projects and programs running in space-related terms which maybe have a better chance to be funded earlier than originally planned because other projects move to that 100 billion euro special budget. And so we have more maneuverability, let's say, in our normal budget. So space will benefit from that additional money. Yes. That's great. So yes. we might see then potentially... Tease. There will be some programs and some opportunity and we shouldn't only rely on satellite programs. Yes, there, there will be some opportunity to conduct those programs more quickly than originally planned. But the whole environment for space situational awareness, for instance, for ground-based sensors. And there's a whole spectrum of other possible investments which could be done by that money. We too often concentrate just on the assets in space, but you're completely right. The majority is on the ground. How does Germany sees the space security cooperations with partners, with the US, with France? Is it really a bilateral one? Also the role of the EU? This is something we need to really figure out in a kind of complementary basis. As mentioned in the conference, there are so many activities going on in space domain awareness and space operations in space defense, of course. And Germany is a member of the so-called Combined Space Organization in Initiatives, the CSPO. So these are seven nations, including the US and France, Canada, the UK, Australia and New Zealand. And this is already a very good, uh, let's say, coalition where we explore opportunities to communicate, to cooperate, to collaborate in terms of space security and perhaps space defense. And I see the activities in the European Union, for instance, the European Space Situational Awareness and Tracking Program, EUSST, as a kind of complementary and additional value which we could bring to a common table of like-minded spacefaring nations. So Germany plays, of course, a role in that context. Uh, we are not by far not the largest partner, of course, and we are still in the growth process, so... We need to have some more political and societal awareness of the importance of space in Germany. That's where I'm working on, on a regular basis. And we need to uh, get into all that networked partnerships like we do in other domains, like, for instance, the air domain. We do have cooperation with many countries in NATO, in EU, and, of course, bilateral cooperation. So it will become a complementary network. As mentioned, there's a need for speed. We can't take another 30 years to get that right. We need to be ready in a single-digit number of years. When you say there's a need for speed, and I absolutely agree, speed can be caused by the single partner. Germany moves forward. Or when you get everyone on the table, then 
it slows the process, but you might achieve more in the long tail. But do we have that? So how do you judge that? Yeah, that's a very important question. You need to strike the right balance. I think that cooperation is necessary from the outset. We do have a very large partner across the Atlantic. Of course, uh, the United States of America have been in space business for yeah, 60 years already and more. And this is something other smaller partners like Germany need to come and accept that role of the United States. However, we bring complementary qualities and capacities and capabilities to the table and we need to integrate. And as NATO, for instance, I'd like to use the example of the growth of integrated NATO air defense in the 1960s and 70s last century. And now we do have a NATO integrated air and missile defense, which has common procedures, which has a network of operation centers, which has interoperability, automatic data exchange of classified data and all that. So that's established. But it took us very long to get there. And it started with a small number of nations who had the biggest necessity to cooperate. At that time, it was the biggest threat, actually. And now it's, of course, a threat and a necessity to tackle the space domain. However, if you start uh, with a nucleus of willing nations and then you allow other nations to access and to come to join those programs or those initiatives, that might be the right way in getting into a efficient organization without taking too long for discussions and debates and trying to achieve consensus. Do you think that the EU or the various EU entities should get and control more and their own sensors in this, you mentioned it before, complementary network? Is that needed or should it be centralized? That again touches the question of where is the right balance between strategic autonomy or sovereignty and duplication? And there's not a black and white, there's not a yes or no. There should be some capacities and capabilities at EU level, of course. And if we look at the European Union, is that something the EU owns by itself or is it something EU member states own and provide it to the EU as a contribution to a common good? I would prefer the latter. And then we need to look after what capacities do we actually really need. This morning, we had a big discussion on commercial space situational awareness. And I asked a question about liability, reliability, and where is exactly that balance between you need as a sovereign military, as I am, being a pessimist always. Of course, I will rely on commercial SSA data, for instance, or data provided by anybody. But I would like to have my own capacity at a certain stage to verify, to validate and say, okay, basically it comes to the basic rule of military intelligence. If you want to rely on a certain datum or data, you always make sure that you have two independent sources. And if the two independent sources say the same, you can take it for granted. And this is something, as soon as it comes to very sensitive information and sensitive data, you need to be able to validate. And this could be the key to the question of sovereignty versus duplication. 
And now it's the dimension of time to that. And then it's becoming complicated. Absolutely. And if you look at the physical qualities of our domain, data get old within hours or days. And your interests are maybe moving from one issue to another one very quickly. So you need a set of sensors, of partners throughout the world, by the way. Because in Europe, we're sitting on that little continent somewhere. And I would like to have a sensor not only in Central Europe, but with a high inclination somewhere in the north and an inclination in the south somewhere, perhaps in Australia, which is not a NATO country. Yeah. That's something. That's part of the five eyes. Exactly. Exactly. So. And that's something we envisage and we say, okay. And of course, we could share those data with others, with coalition partners and allies. And the art will be to negotiate the right procedures to share those data. I'm afraid that one of the big challenges for the future will be that we don't see single events where we have to respond to. So one satellite is coming close to another one. I think that's manageable. But that happens in parallel with dozens or hundreds of satellites. And then how to respond. My last question is, and that gives you the chance to give us a view on your vision for a common European capability in space security. Uh -huh. Where are we going? Where do you want to go? I would like to go in a coalition-based or later EU-based network space operation centers, really, so that we, on the basis of space domain awareness, we develop something which I already mentioned, that we develop something where we can have an integrated NATO air defense as a blueprint. Some principles of that. We don't need exactly to copy that, but if you take some of those principles of NATO's air defense as a blueprint... Perhaps for, first of all, step-by-step -step willing and capable nations inside EU. And another framework could be the CSPO and other nations joining because you need to extend it. It's a global issue and you need to extend it from the outset beyond NATO and beyond the EU because it's a global domain and you need global partners to do that. And then step-by-step -step, you build that complementary network of common operational capabilities. And this gives you resilience through redundancy because if we agreed that, for instance, another operation center could take over if one operation center is out for some reasons. This makes it strategically very important that we perhaps show any adversary that it's impossible to attack us. That's actually like the Starlink system. So if you have thousands of satellites there, if you destroy it perhaps, or if you influence one, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. So you can't easily replace it. I would strongly disagree that it's the case because if an accident happened in the right orbit, then even Starling has a severe issue. Or as Jim Bridenstine said, we are filling fuel to the catastrophe. Yes, yeah, that's right. And the Cosmos 1408 incident showed us clearly how it could be impacted. However, I strongly believe in that resilience by redundancy principle. And if we manage to build that in a kind of complementary 
levels of cooperation within existing alliances. This might be the vision for the future. We're already successful in doing that in the air domain in the past. We took 30 years to build that. We don't have the time to build that for space. So I would suggest to go a parallel way like this, like in the air domain. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Space Cafe Radio, PSSI Space Security Miniseries sponsored by PSSI, the Prague Security Studies Institute. PSSI is the organizer of the sixth Space Security Conference in Prague, which is part of the high-level trilateral Space Security Conference series launched in 2011. The next episode in this mini-series will feature Paul Graziani, Comspoc Corporation's Chairman and CEO. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Thorsten Greening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space. <laughs>